Hi, and welcome to Handelsbanken Insights. At Handelsbanken, trust and respect are fundamental elements of our culture and our values. We believe that our shared values and culture are key to developing inclusivity and diversity across our business. Today's podcast episode is the first in a two-part series where we'll be chatting with colleagues from across the bank about their experiences as members of the LGBTQIA community. I'm Helen Chaplin, Senior Legal Advisor and Diversity and Inclusion Forum member, and I'll be speaking with Stephen Chan, Ailish Sinclair, Declan Holton Woodward, and Mark Harrowell. Hi all. Thanks so much for joining us on the podcast. It's really fantastic to have you all here. Would you like to tell us a bit about yourself? Yeah, sure. Uh, I work in the branch support team. Um, I actually worked uh, in the bank since 1996, 25 years ago. I started from Handels Bank and Hong Kong branch and moved here to the UK almost eight years. So together with my husband and also my dog, I have been uh, with my husband for more than 16 years. And uh, we got married in Vancouver. Uh, we have got a lot of friends in here in London now. And we feel very comfortable to hang out as a couple with our friends here. That's not necessary. The same in Hong Kong, where I come from. Yeah, that's me. Yeah, cool. Um, so I'm Ailish. Um, I work as a, a fraud analyst as part of the fraud team. Um, I've been with the fraud team for about 18 months, but with Handelsbanken for close to three years. Um, so sort of outside of outside of work I'm quite a keen rugby player um, and I also coach rugby as well um, yeah Hi I'm Declan Holton Woodward uh, I um, am the business operations uh, manager uh, working for the uh, CIO um, I've been with the bank for around uh, four years now I joined in 2017 I joined uh, Handels Bank and Wealth and Asset Management uh, which is the subsidiary. Uh, I was working for Tracy Davidson when she was CEO there. And then when she moved across the UK, um, I, uh, I I joined um, the main part of the bank and worked uh, for her for a little while. I worked within governance and f- uh, finally moved across uh, to work for Klaus, the CIO, as his business operations manager uh, last year during the pandemic. Hi, Helen. Hi, everyone. Mark Harrowell here. Um, I've been with Handels Banking for nine years, and I'm currently a member of the RA Mortgage Support Team. Outside of the bank, I love to travel. I've also recently taken up running after successfully completing the Couch to 5K Challenge during the first lockdown. I love to socialise with friends, either in a bar or restaurant, and I've even been known on occasions to cook. Uh, That's brilliant. Thanks, everybody. I thought we could start by sharing a bit about your individual experiences of coming out in the workplace and how you managed to navigate that. Declan, would you like to start? Yeah, sure. Um, I I always think this is quite a funny question. Um, and I think around June time every year, people are asked about their coming out experiences. And, and I, I sort of always say the same thing. And, and I think the, the other people around the room would agree with me is, Coming out isn't a singular experience. So uh, as, as uh, sort of LGBT plus individuals, we have to come out every single day, multiple times a day. And that can, that can be, for some people, just as traumatic the hundredth time as it was the first time. 
And so with every person you meet, you have this internal monologue, which is sort of like a risk assessment. And so every single person I ever meet, you are risk assessing what their likelihood is that their reaction is going to be positive or negative to you coming out. You look at what they do, what they say, um, you know, uh, 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 what you think their values might be, etc. And then you make that um, difficult decision of, you know, when you refer to, to a partner or an ex, do you use their pronouns or do you use things like they or them? Um, you know, and, and eventually you have to make that assessment about whether you're going to come out to them and how you're going to do it and with each person depending on that risk assessment you do it in a different way you might you know push it into conversation by by saying he or him in my uh, case or you might you know um, more come out to them in, in in much more detail and I think that that is what I'd like most people to recognise that every single day you have to come out a hundred different times to different people and sometimes it can be just as traumatic as the first. Um, I also think that coming out isn't, or, or being able to come out isn't always bringing your whole self to the conversation. Um, you know, we talk particularly in workspaces around um, do, you know, are our people able to come out and, and, and do we have a safe space for them? And that's really vitally important. However, coming out isn't bringing your whole self to work. That's something different. And that's more of a cultural point. And so I think those are the, are the two main points I'd like to get across on on, on that. Fantastic, Declan. Um, Ailish, would you would you agree with that? Yeah, no, 100%. I think so. There is this kind of idea of, you know, coming out being this, you know, life um that's that's not quite that's not quite the case exactly as Declan said it's it's kind of a daily affair it just becomes part of your kind of um very happier and like you say risk assessment um I think also for me sort of my my kind of experience with handles banking um is it's been quite a positive and, and an open environment where you haven't had any issues at all but I think as a kind of internal um battle or thought in my head is as soon as you're sexuality is anything other than straight there's almost an assumption that it's almost inappropriate to talk about and I don't know if that's just me kind of internalizing that thought but I think you definitely do have to have that kind of assessment of who you're speaking to exactly like Declan said and are they going to think it's inappropriate that you that you come out to them or you mention your partner or your girlfriend or etc um so I do think it's it's definitely something you have to consider daily and and almost kind of just gauge where that other person's at and, and what the situation is um I do think, though, like I said, Handles Banking has been really inclusive and, and really open. And I remember when I started sort of back in 2019, um, I saw lots of rainbow lanyards um, around Barbarelli Square. And I thought, how do I get one of these? Um, and it was just fantastic, actually, to see my colleagues, you know, wearing rainbow lanyards and, and knowing that they were sort of visibly showing that they were allies. And so I knew automatically, oh, I don't have to be guarded about when I'm talking about um, my girlfriend or when I went on a date or, or anything like that I knew that those people were kind of visibly showing their allyship um, and it made that those kind of conversations and situations a lot easier to manage. That, that's great Ailish it's really really good to hear. Um, Stephen it'd be good to get your thoughts on that as well but also if you if you could maybe um, talk about where someone supported you at work and where that support has made a difference to you. Oh yeah, I'm. I actually, funny enough, that I actually came out to my uh, colleagues. They are my Swedish manager in Hong Kong and Stockholm. So um, the name is also Erlen and Don Limbaugh. Both of them are now working um, Handelsbank and Stockholm XC now. 
Um, they are very supportive to me. Funny enough that um, at that time I came out to my line manager doing my plus talk, which is uh, the Handel Swanken appraisal talk. So, um, you know, it's almost impossible to come out in any workplaces in Asia. So I'm very lucky that I work in Handelsbank. And when Don and I spoke about my future, my career path, we came across that uh, the possibility of working abroad because of my sexuality. So Don suggests me to work, consider to work in Europe instead of uh, staying in uh, Asia. So it's very supportive and he find... Um, he, he helped me, support me to get a job in the UK. And now I'm here. I got a lot of supportive colleagues also um, locally here. So a lot of branch manager, my uh, current boss, and also uh, they, they make me feel that I'm not ashamed to be gay. And I feel very comfortable to tell people that I have a husband rather than hiding up my sexuality, making up some story so about, oh, I'm dating a girl, focusing on my career path. That's why I'm single, blah, blah, blah. I think most of you guys may, may, may have done this. I mean, making up this story. So I feel that uh, the support, they have made a very, very big difference to my whole life. So I appreciate that. that that's great. And Mark, do you recognize those experiences as well? I, I, I certainly do, yeah. Um, I mean, I have to say, I, I, I'm going to focus a little bit just on my actual coming out story within Handel's Banking, but I do wholeheartedly agree with the other guys that coming out is a daily battle that we all have to, have to endure. Um, I actually came out relatively late in life, and following the period of time with Handel's Banking, I decided it was time to share my sexuality with my team at the time at High Wycombe where I was based. Um, I felt this was a really important step for my own personal well-being, as I'd always believed that we need to be true and honest to ourselves and in turn to those around us. So um, it was certainly an interesting end to our weekly FICA meeting. Um, of course, I was nervous, but I had a very close friend of mine, uh, Debbie Southam, um, who I'd known for many years, who was also at the High Wycombe branch to offer her support that day. Um, and I have to say that the response to my news from my, from my manager at the time, Jack Miller, and all of my team was only positive and embracing. It was a huge relief to be able to finally share my sexuality with my team. And I believe that this in turn gave me the confidence to be able to embrace it. That's, um, that's amazing. So it's really quite emotional listening to you all there. Um, not, not to sort of um, now dwell on negatives, but I think it's quite important for people to understand um, maybe perhaps a less positive side to your experiences. So um, again, asking, have you ever felt any barriers? And that doesn't necessarily mean inside work, but it, but it can do, but also outside of work. Yeah, I think um, it's not really a barrier, but uh, sometimes um, when some uh, people you newly met, uh, such as colleagues, even customer, Sometimes they will ask me about uh, oh, what does your wife do or how many kids I have. And I think people making assumption that um, you, um, you, you must have a family, your sexuality must be straight. So um, that's not really a barrier. And also I experience sometimes when I tell people that I'm gay, some uh, male colleagues or friends might act a bit um, uncomfortable <laughs> because I think, I guess some of them might think that, oh yeah, what if I'm interested in them? <laughs> so that's something make me feel a bit awkward. That is the only thing I feel is more like a feeling than uh, the barriers, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, I think 
And for me, I'm, I've been quite lucky. I've not really had too many, too many barriers um, in terms of my sexuality. I think kind of socially, I hang out with a group of people that would kind of define themselves as pretty queer. Um, also, being a female rugby player, you're kind of in a very open and embracing environment there. Um, I think probably the only barrier is maybe people having like a, a preconceived notion of, of what you might be like um, just based on your sexuality um, and think that you might be X, Y and Z because you are a lesbian or because you are a gay man, etc. Um, and I think sometimes because of that preconceived notion, people might kind of tiptoe around around the issue or the elephant in the room, as it were, because they're worried about maybe offending you. Um, so I think that's probably maybe one barrier. And I think maybe another one that I've felt sometimes, not, not at work so much, but socially, is if um, if you're hanging out with people who haven't met many people of sort of the LGBT plus community, um, they think that your opinion or your view on something is representative of all people in that community. Um, so sometimes you kind of have to just have that conversation where you're like, okay, this is me, my personal opinion. Obviously, I'm not speaking for all the lesbians of the world because there are a lot of them with a lot of different opinions. Um, so sometimes I think it's just kind of trying to trying to get that balance, really, of um, sort of answering questions that people may or may not have, but also kind of positioning it that, well, this is just my personal opinion. Um, so that's probably the, the two barriers that I would say I've experienced. I agree with you, Eilish. I think that, like, particularly around the preconceived idea, I think everyone has this idea that is imprinted on them from Hollywood and TV and pop culture about what it is to be a lesbian or a trans person or a non-binary person or whatever it is. Um, And that is a big issue. I think for me, particularly when I think about the workplace in general, and and, and not handle spanking, because I think, you know, but but just generally... um, I think you can fit it into into three main areas and that's like people, process and culture. And those are always tend tend to be the main barriers of people. It's around, you know, um, do you have that active support, that allyship? Are the people in your organisation open to working with, being friends with, employing um, individuals from the LGBT plus community? Um, then you've got process and, and, and that's like policies and procedures and, and what, how does your organisation as a business actively support individuals who identify as LGBT plus and all of the issues and challenges that they may face as they go through their life um, uh, uh, with that that label. And then lastly, it's culture. We talk a lot about bringing our whole self to work, um, but that is, that is a, a cultural point that is ha- how it's embedded throughout your organisation and how all of these things come together. And I think if organisations can can look at it through those three pillars, solve those three barriers, I think we'll be in a much better place than we are right now. And we're already in a much better place than we were 5, 10, 15, 20 years ago. Yeah, some, some really interesting points there. Um, I mean, remembering that I, I mentioned earlier that I chose to come out quite late in life. Um, I won't tell you all exactly how old. Um, I personally feel that I've been lucky and that apart from the odd, sometimes clumsy remark which is generally made in jest and <clears throat> I, I don't need to stereotype but ge- generally they are from um, heterosexual um, uh, men um, I don't I've had I've really experienced any major barriers either in or outside of work um, however I do accept that this is something that's really hard to gauge um, but I think that whatever our sexuality I feel we need to ensure we continue to educate 
and discuss and be proud of who we are. As a, I think this is a great way to break down these potential barriers. Yeah, absolutely. Some really great, some really great points there for us too. Certainly, considering the diversity and inclusion work that that we're doing at the moment. Um, and with that in mind, um, could I ask each of you to sort of talk about what you think? Sort of any ideas that you have, um, a long term, short term, quick wins that we could all do as a as a colleague base to make um, the workplace a more supportive place to be. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll start with that one, Helen, if I may. Um, so as part of the RA Diversity and Inclusion Forum, I do feel it's really important that staff members don't have to hide who they are within their workplace. And I do sometimes question how many of our work colleague, colleagues haven't actually had the courage to say that, share their sexuality openly within their teams. Maybe this is due to a lack of discussion and openness, leading them to somehow feel they have to hide their true selves. And that's why I think this podcast is part of our celebration of Pride Month, together with regular, open and honest is paramount to, to creating an organisation <clears throat> that truly champions diversity and inclusion for all. Um, and we need to ensure that we get regular and honest discussions and these continue. Outside of the bank, certainly within the UK, I believe that things have also moved in a positive direction, especially within the younger communities, I find, where sexuality and diversity seem to be far more embraced and accepted. Maybe this is something that the older communities can, can pick up on. Globally, sadly, there's still a great deal to do, and that's why Pride continues to be so important to raise awareness and drive and demolish prejudice. As, as we speak, it's still illegal to be, to be LGBT plus in 74 countries. Yeah, I agree with Mark, but I think um, Handelsbank and uh, UK is already a very supportive workplace, I believe. Uh, but, you know, you always have rooms uh, to improve. I guess some people, as Mark said, that I, I wonder how many people dare to I mean, have the courage to uh, come out uh, from the closet, I mean, to the workplace. It's not quite easy, I would say. Um, so I think uh, to create a more supportive workplace, I think all colleagues, I believe that we need to be more caring, more considering uh, about people feeling less gay or racial joke. I mean, in the workplace, unless you really know the colleagues very well. So because your joke or um, some of the um, kind of comment or remark will make other people feel hurt, I think that's how I feel uh, in here. But overall, I think the workplace of Handelsbank is ex excellent for LGBT people. Yeah, I would, I would agree with Stephen as well. I do think I felt very um, sort of supported in, at Handelsbank. And, and I think just in terms of being a more supportive workplace on an individual level, it's just being a good ally. So if you do hear, you know, an off the cuff um, joke, which might potentially be offensive to, to any community, really, that's been marginalised. I think it's important just to call that out because I often think that people say say things and they don't quite realise or have the intent, malicious intent behind what they're saying. They may be just parroting something they've heard or just trying to get a quick laugh. Um, so I think on an individual level, just kind of speaking up and, you know, just, just doing the right thing fundamentally. I think a big thing um, that I think is really, really useful like Mark said, you know, there's a reason that we still have pride because there are still ongoing issues, not in the UK, but obviously worldwide. So I think even just kind of taking a bit of ownership on your own education um, and looking at the history of, of, of sort of marginalised communities, but specifically LGBT history, it's actually not not that long ago. Within sort of 50 years, within some people's in the organisation's lifetime, 
it was a hard place to be um, a gay mm. person. It was hard mm. to, to be a gay person in the UK. So I think just kind of people educating themselves a little bit, looking, even just watching TV programmes, like It's a Sin came out this year that <laughs> kind of threw out, you know, the whole AIDS crisis. And, and I think there are a lot of issues within sort of the LGBT historical kind of era that people aren't really aware of. So I think just kind of educating yourself and, and realising those issues and, and how they might potentially impact people in the organisation who, who might have lived through them as well. So, yeah, that's what I'd say. It's probably more of an individual level. Mm. I, I like what you're saying there about history. You know, you've got to remember and learn your history so that so that we understand where we come from and we don't repeat it. Um, I think for me in to create a more sort of supportive workplace I think that seeing senior stakeholders is really important particularly for some newer junior or, or more nervous is more important than a lot of people realize and particularly for, for, for new and um, uh, new staff that are coming into the organization and then I think that you know I, I talk about being active in your support so it's not that passive um, allyship it should be being active in your support and I've been really lucky particularly at Handelsbank and to work with some really great sort of senior leaders I worked with Tracy Davidson who was really really good at this and and I think that what that means is it's sort of taking every opportunity you can to talk to educate take an active interest in 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 people's lives in their story um and just being really open and being really active with that support um you know uh, someone mentioned about the lanyards i think, I think the lanyards are, are are really great and it's lovely for people to see and that's something that you can do to be active in your support but then you can't just put on a lanyard and go well, well there we go I, I i've solved the the gay problem um you know you there needs to be more people are doing they need to be having those conversations sometimes they're difficult sharing stories etc and then from an organizational point of view finally i think that we need to look at our policies and procedures and review them through an lgbt plus lens and um, how does this specifically impact gay men gay women trans people do we have trans um, uh, policies that actively support those do we how do our policies impact and affect non-binary individuals and having those looked at and reviewed through that lens will create that lasting impact and create that environment where it's not hard work it's not difficult to be lgbt plus there's that support structure in place and it also shows to everyone in your organization that this is important to our business these people are important to our business yeah well yeah. said yeah here, here. brilliant active allyship what a fantastic what a fantastic phrase for people to take away um from this podcast um as well as all the fantastic um, other ideas that you've you've all shared. Um, lastly, because we are obviously marking Pride, I think we've said you to say what Pride means to you in three words. But I think you know there's some latitude. You can go a little bit more than three words if you want to. Um, but what does Pride mean to you? I think for me, um, fundamentally, Pride is a protest. That's how it started. Um, so I think I always view Pride in through that. We're here. We're queer. <laughs> And we're not going anywhere um so protest sort of is, is the first thing that sprung to my mind um authenticity uh is the second just being able to be 
your authentic self and not having to hide. Um, my friends always laugh that I have quite a, a large collection of rainbow T-shirts, which I didn't intend to ever buy, but they just kind of <laughs> seem to appear in my wardrobe. So, you know, being able to put on a rainbow T-shirt and being like, this is my authentic self, I'm fully embracing of it. Um, and I think probably finally for me is comfort. I think mm. being comfortable, not having to feel on edge or feel hidden or feel uh, judged just being comfortable in who I am in my own sort of in my own skin and and sort of with my colleagues and, and with my friends I really like that I think for me um first word would be journey I think that it sort of ties on to, to the process point you were making um it's it, it's it's a journey when when you walk that parade you are you are walking in the footsteps of thousands of people that have gone through hell. Some haven't come out the other side in order to help you walk that walk. You're standing on their shoulders. There is a journey that you are making that other people have made and it's important to recognise that. And you're also making the journey forward. Every year we get that just that little bit better. And walking down, you know, walking in that parade being a part of Pride Month is you taking that journey forward. Um, and then second word is, 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 is home. I feel at home in Pride Month. I feel like I have that, you know, it, 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 pride parades and, and, and when you're out there and people are celebrating, you, you feel a sense of this is my place in the world. I found it. Um, and then the, the, the last word, which is sort of linked, is, is safe. It is a... Uh, it feels like a safe space and we need to um we need to cherish those those places because not everywhere does feel like a safe space but but pride to me is about being safe and creating a safe space yeah great um bit a bit of a party animal my 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 first word will be celebration so um I, i think that's really important because i think what pride does and i i have been to a fair few in my time um, I think the, the actual, it creates a, a party atmosphere. Um, and I think that kind of embraces the wider communities um, outside of our own. And, and I think that that's really important that we do make it a celebration. Um, the second word that comes to, to, to mind will be acceptance. I think um, pride installs the behaviours that we, we accept everyone, whoever they are, whatever their gender, whatever their sexual orientation. Um, and I think th- third word would, would be awareness. And, and this is going back to our forefathers, if you like, and, and making sure that the pride message is heard loudly and proudly. Yeah, that's very good, uh, Mark. I also, <laughs> you took some word from me also, I guess. <laughs> but, um, sorry. I, <laughs> but if let's say I really need to use three words, uh, would be one, the first one would be love, because I think everything built on love. Uh, pride means very much of loving. And um, also respect is the second word, uh, because I think respect each other, respect your sexuality, no matter you are uh, pansexual, homosexual, heterosexual, that's, we all need to respect to each other. Um, the final word will be a relationship. I would say that um, it's like um, a pride is like that a relationship connected from LGBT people to uh, the whole world, basically. So that's why I think relationship, you don't find relationship, you make a relationship. So that's something I feel 
So I think these three words uh, will be representing my thought of pride. Amazing. Um, thank you all. I could listen to that all day and there's hundreds of other questions we could ask. But um, for now, thank you so much for sharing your very personal experiences and thoughts with us. It's been a pleasure and a, a real privilege for me. Um, and thank you to everyone for tuning into this podcast and make sure to catch part two of our special Pride Month podcast, which is coming next week. <laughs>